Today, we are going to talk about competing in existing markets. This is Jeevan. I'm Steven. And this is the Betafi Podcast. Dun, dun, dun. So, I think in startup land, people want to create the newest, sexiest thing. There's this obsession with creating something novel that's never been done before. And a lot of people have made a lot of money that way. It's great. But I, I think that the average founder, the average entrepreneur is too obsessed with creating something brand new. And the truth is it's way harder to have a successful company creating something that's never been done before because there's no market validation. In nearly all cases, if you try to do that, there's nothing there's no signal to say this will probably go well for you if you just execute, right? So what we're what we're talking about is looking at an existing market and you you brought up kind of we were preparing for this three eyes, initiation, let's go look at some existing markets, imitation, let's copy some of the things they're doing well, and then we can innovate within this existing market. Right? So it's not like you can't innovate at all, but we're not innovating on something brand new. We're just adding our own flavor and doing something unique within an existing market. Yeah. And and you know, the other extreme is also relevant here where they're already, I mean, you're trying to compete in in an existing market. But you're now on, on the extreme fringe on the other side where the market is completely saturated mm. and all you are trying to do is to be a copycat of an right. existing product. Now, that completely uh, you know suffocates any innovation that could go in into the product. So how do you how do you find the middle ground? You know, um, you know, initiation is is absolutely a key. The trigger can be anything. It could be there exists this product in the market, but there is room for something else. That's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is there exists this product in the market, but this product could be a lot better than what it is. Therefore, there's a room exactly. for me to compete. Yeah. And and now that that's at play, I as 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 a founder in the startup land, what is it that I need to do? to make sure that I acquire enough know-how and knowledge to decide where I'm at between the two extremes of being a, of exploring completely unknown territory versus not being a true copycat. Yep. Yeah, and being a copycat, you know, let, let's talk about something that most people have eaten in their lives. Talk about food. How about a potato chip? People started eating potato chips, I don't know, what, a few decades ago? Like the 60s or something? I have no idea. But I'm just going to say it was the 60s or 70s. And I'm sure that there were some different versions of just a normal, bland potato chip. Then someone said, hey, let's make a barbecue potato chip. Let's add some flavor. Let's do something different. Today... People have competitions, like Lay's has competitions to come up with the craziest, most wild, new sriracha, chipotle, aioli with a hint of lavender potato chip, like ridiculous, you know? And it's kind of getting out of hand. Maybe they're innovating with some new 
potato chip that's vegan or <laughs> like gluten-free or some new buzzword of the day but they're really having to stretch for a reason for a new potato chip right and that's kind of what you're hinting at of it can be so saturated that saturated fat um it can be (laughs) it can be so saturated that it's kind of pointless and you're not going to take significant market share you could still make some money probably but it's not going to be notable and now the play is to just probably get acquired by some larger food brand right but um you know what what i'm talking about and what excites me is that moment where maybe there's a few maybe barbecue has come out but we haven't even gotten to the sour cream and onion or the cheddar yet (laughs) you know so there's there's a lot of room left in an industry to start to do some unique things add your own quote-unquote flavor um, and you could take notable market share and build a very successful brand or company um, and I think a lot of people don't want to spend time on those things. They don't think that they are as sexy, right, or as exciting. I, I would push back on that and say, you know what's sexy? Having a company that survives, yeah. <laughs> you know, a company yeah. that lives on. So um, I just, I place a, a higher view and a higher value on this kind of copy, tweak, innovate, compete sort of um track to, to to businesses and entrepreneurs and founders true and <clears throat> uh, of course i completely agree that you know the first one in the in the market has the first more advantage no doubt about it yep. but second more advantage is also a thing you know uh, there was uber and then lyft came along mm-hmm. if you i mean the services service offering is identical uh, yet both of the companies have tried to create their own space they have tried to compete within the same exact markets yep. and and both are existing and thriving in fact i think probably lyft went ipo sooner than uh, earlier than than uber oh, right absolutely so, so so you know and they were what did they do differently well my perspective is that lyft said uber is really not being good to their drivers yeah we are going to be known for being really fair to our drivers. Now, does every Lyft driver think that it's fair? Probably not. But in general, that was what they tried to go to market. And for, because I had friends that worked for Lyft when, during that season, that was a huge thing. They were trying to cement themselves as the on-demand car service that cared about their drivers and had better financial terms. And, and this is also where the vision of the founder really comes into, into focus. Uh, another case in point, you probably had a ton of apps that used physics engines where you know stones were being hurled or rockets uh, arrows were being hurled you know with projectile motion so that was already there there was nothing new or fancy mm-hmm. yet here comes angry birds and then they almost own that thing that, yep. that physics literally they I mean, use it differently yeah. and yeah at the core it was it was the f- physics at play but really it was the vision that the founders had that we could do so much beyond the physics we could make it so much more entertaining that really set them apart from everybody else mm-hmm. so that to me is a, the highest success story of competing within the same market you are competing with a thousand different apps but you end up being stellar in that space right that's you extremely hard to do yeah extremely hard to do and um and so why is it why is it that 
more people. You know, we we go to a lot of startup events and we're involved in you know our local startup community. Why do you think more people don't focus on this type of strategy? I think the drive to be different is is the first thing. Yeah, culturally, there's a there's a really big value placed on being quote unquote different, right? And maybe too much. Yeah, any instance of competing within the same market or you having a competing product to another successful product almost instantly de-glamorizes the startup. That's mm-hmm. the other challenge that startup founders have to live with. Sure. De-glamorizing. That's funny. I like that. Um, and that that really comes back to motives, right? What What is motivating for the average entrepreneur and maybe that maybe that's somewhat of a failure of the entrepreneurial community that we glorify being this big new sexy thing and we don't you know glorify or celebrate people that start a really good business that competes in an existing area that's really not that unique or not that special or innovative and it's like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, that that's just, you know, that's an industry that already existed. Like, that's not that cool. And, and I'm over here going, guys, it's really cool because they employ 64 people and they've done some unique things within that existing market and they're doing very well for themselves. Like, I think that's really cool. Why does it have to be this big, splashy, sexy, neon-colored, <laughs> you know, so does metaphorically speaking, thing with bright, flashing lights, and you, you know, get to keynote the big, huge conference? Like, I, um, I think people sometimes miss what really matters, and they just get too focused on the party associated with having a cool, sexy startup. You know, it's like it's like uh, going back to marriage. People get too focused on the wedding ceremony and don't focus enough on their marriage. Right. Same sort of thing. It's like you get so excited about fundraising and doing this. I remember someone told me one time. Wait, I thought I thought all startups have to raise money. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no, (laughs) you know, but but everyone thinks in order to be to have credibility, you do. And I just I think that's BS. Totally, totally. I mean, the best money you can raise is revenue. So, mm-hmm. uh, one of my one of my early clients, the example that that he gave, which which is so relevant to this discussion, when the gold rush began, uh, and, and folks were going to to the west to go dig for gold, mm-hmm. the guys who really made money were the train operators. Mm. So at that point of time, if you place things in context, you had two choices. One, you go and dig for gold, which you're kind of competing in the same market with everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could you could see is there another market that I could benefit from? It might not be as glamorous as gold. Literally, it's pretty. It's shiny. Yeah. <laughs> you are actually ferrying people to you know, who, who want to go dig for gold. But that's, a, that's an opportunity for you to explore. Now, folks who made 
all the money those rail operators they were the ones who actually saw uh, that's a market to be explored mm-hmm. but here is another market that has substantial revenues it's not glamorous at all yep. but it's going to help help me laugh my way to the bank and i mean i think about atlassian atlassian's a great example they never had a salesperson they never raised money you know they went public but they never raised money prior right and um, they built tools for the people that were building the new sexy thing and in effect they've built a, a pretty cool company but uh, that's that's kind of like a digital version of what you're talking about right and it wasn't the sexiest thing it wasn't the most glamorous it wasn't they didn't have any splashy Series A fundraising news. Correct. They were just heads down. They built an awesome company. They went public, and now they're billionaires. True. And also to tie in these two fringy examples back to the core topic, in Atlassian's case as well, they were not the only player in the market. There were other players also. There are other players. Sure. There is GitHub. There is... You know, oh, yeah. So... so uh, they still were able to create their own space. The way they innovated was to have all these. They created a huge suite of products that would allow for not just developers but development teams, mm-hmm. you know, to 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 function well and support. And, yeah, yeah, it's a really good example. I'm really proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> we're all about humility here on the Beta Five Podcast. Let me tell you, um, I'm awesome, and uh, and I'm signing off for uh for today so that's it yeah just 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 bake in that jeevan i'm awesome and i i came up with the nice little thing there's a little tied it in a bow summarize the episode i mean you you gave some valuable feedback but i really came some, up that was yeah. on the fly i was not yeah. planning to talk about it last year i really winged that that was nice yeah totally yeah. Is awesome. hey mom mom if you're listening be proud of your son okay <laughs> be proud she listens sometimes i'm going to highlight that one clip I'm going to put a lot of reverb on it and echo. And I'm awesome, 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 awesome. I'm awesome. I'm awesome. I'm awesome. I'm awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, cool. if you're still listening, I'm sorry. Have a great day. Beta Five Podcast out. See you next time. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs>